Hey everybody, welcome to Take Heart Today. Do we have any idea how much we are worth to God? Uh, one of the journeys that I've been on, and I think probably most people are, is a journey of trying to discover who am I? What am I worth? How do I become a person who is quote unquote secure in themselves? And the Bible tells us that the way that we do that is in our relationship with God. It's not by looking um, inside of ourselves, it's by looking upwards, by looking at him. Put another way, we find out who we are when we discover whose we are, when we discover who we belong to. The other day we were talking about how the Father names us, the Father of heaven and earth knows our name and he calls us my child. And uh, when we begin to get that, I think that's, that's the foundation of us becoming secure. But it can be a little bit abstract. And uh, again, to quote Tim Keller, one of the things that he says on this is that uh, if we really want to get that sense of worth, we need to understand in concrete terms what we are worth to God, what our value to him is. And in the story of the baptism of Jesus from Mark chapter 1, we looked at it the other day. It says in verse 9, At that time, Jesus came from Nazareth in Galilee and was baptised by John in the Jordan. And the baptism of Jesus is, is kind of like a picture of what is going to happen um, at the end of his life. It's, the, it's a picture for us of the cross because he's not being baptised for anything he's done wrong. Uh, he's not going under the water because he's done anything wrong. He's going under the water, as it were, symbolically on behalf of the sins on behalf of our sins and in the same way uh, three years later when he was when he was nailed to the cross that wasn't because of anything he had done it was because of what we have done so this picture in the baptism of Jesus is it tells us that the um, the value God places on us is that he would be willing to go through not just baptism um, but the cross and the grave in order that we might become his kids in order that we might have a relationship with us. So I begin to understand something of my worth when I get the father names me and the son dies for me. That's the value that the father and the son agreed um, before the world was made. They, they agreed together, this is what we're going to do because this is how much Andy is worth to us. This is how much you are worth to God. And I know when I think of the cross and everything that Jesus and the Father endured as, as they, you know, because they were both in agony um, as, as the son willingly gave up his life on the cross. When I think of that, immediately there's, you know, everything rises up in me and say, I'm not worth that. Yeah, I'm not worth that. How could I be worth that? And uh, lots of us, I think, probably feel that. We don't feel like we're really worthy. And um, I suppose one of the things that has helped me over the years is to get what we're told in the Bible. And it says, basically, the decision has already been made, you know, and you weren't involved in the conversation. God has decided this is what you are worth. He decided it, as we said, before he even made the world. And um, the price has been paid. It was paid 2000 years ago when he died on a hill outside of Jerusalem. And so the, the value has been set. Think about it like if, so if you, you know, went to an art auction or something like that and someone showed you this Picasso 
painting that was there and they said hey this Picasso is priceless but it's been valued at about 100 million pounds and then it sold for 100 million pounds to an anonymous bidder. Now you would look at this Picasso afterwards and you think really this thing you know what my three-year-old does drawings that look a bit better than this Picasso does it's like a cartoon but you know you, you would look at anything oh, this doesn't seem like it's worth anything to me it just seems a bit worthless but okay um, it's taken out of your hands because um, the experts have valued it and the value they put on it is a hundred million pounds and what's more just to confirm that the price of a hundred million pounds has just been paid by somebody so whether it seems like it's worth a hundred million to you or not that is it's worth. If you want to see your value, don't look in a mirror. Look at the cross. Because the, the expert on human beings, it's not that we pulled the wool over his eyes. Like, he knows every hair on our head. He knows every thought that we think. He knows the dark sides of our character as well as the good bits. He valued us at the life of his son, Jesus. And the price has already been paid. The first time I heard Mike speak, he told this story. Um, and, he, and I find it, again, helpful to think of it in these terms. He said he was listening to the radio one day. And there was an interview on the radio with a backpacker who was travelling around a particular part of Indonesia. And was travelling between these little islands. And um, as he was on the boat, there, everybody on the boat, one guy was sort of telling a story and everybody else was rolling around in hysterics at this story. And um, the backpacker said, what's so funny? And this kind of local guy began to explain to him that in that part of Indonesia, if you, um, the, the custom was that you would buy your wife. Now, I'm not saying this is right. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just reporting it. It's, uh, but the custom was that you would buy your wife. And the currency that you would buy your wife with would be cows. And the number of cows you would pay for the wife would depend on how attractive she was considered to be. So if she was, if she was thought to be very, very attractive, you might maybe pay three cows for her. If she was not particularly attractive, you might pay half a cow for her. But um, the most that had ever been paid for a woman in the history of these, uh, this tradition was five cows. She was basically Miss Indonesia. Anyway, so the guy says, look, there's, there's somebody on the island that we're heading to who has just paid, would you believe it, five cows for his wife. And he said, now, she is not attractive in any way. You would have to pay me five cows to marry her. Anyway, so I think it's hilarious. So the backpacker gets to the island and he goes looking for the guy who's paid five cows for his wife. And it's not hard to find because everyone knows where the idiot lives. So he knocks on this guy's door and he says to him, hey, you know, hello, like you, you might not realize this, but everybody in the island is laughing at you. And I just want to know, why did you pay five cows for your wife? And this guy looks at him and says, I paid five cows for my wife because she's worth five cows to me and he said because she paid she knows I paid five cows for her she can walk around the island with her head held high and she can say I am a five cow woman she can look over at this person and say you three cows you one cow me five cows and she says he said she's all the more beautiful do we have any idea how much we are worth to him? I know we object, 
but I don't feel like I'm worth that much. I look in the mirror and I don't, I don't think that I'm worth that much. That's what, that's exactly my response. But it doesn't matter because he has paid for us far more than five cows. The father and the son decided that we were worth the cross. When we understand our worth to God, we can walk around with our head held high, knowing our true value.